This Lcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who's feeling just a little imperfect. Welcome, Jacob. Well, aren't we all? <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, the man who's just trying to avoid getting put in the shredder. <laughs> welcome, Drew. I mean, there's only one type of uh, toy that should be involved with the shredder, and those are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is true. That is so But true. anyway, welcome once again to another episode of the Cellcast, as said earlier. We'll be reviewing Ugly Dolls this week. However, I made a mistake, even though we got delayed. Whoops. I never posted the trivia question. Dun, dun, dun. But I'll answer that trivia question later in the episode, so Excellent. keep an eye out for that. All right. But yeah, nobody got it because I didn't post it. <laughs> that makes sense. So, uh, Jacob, what have how are you doing today man uh well one thing for the whole reason we delayed uh because i had a sinus infection obviously you can hear my voice my voice is still kind of cracked but uh overall doing very well um yeah pretty good pretty good uh uh let's see from our previous episode let's go back to last saturday uh me and my girlfriend ashley we went to dallas to go see a stars game um uh, the hockey team if you didn't know um when we saw them great time most like we're gonna go see another game uh we went to we drove back from dallas and over the course of the week just i had a a bad sinus effect uh sinus cold sinus infection whatever uh it's now under control i hope and pray it does and this yesterday uh recording this on saturday uh me literally the day it's going to be posted yeah this literally a fast turnaround right um yeah me and ashley went to a local town near us to go have uh some italian food and we played putt putt really nice and uh that relationship is running running very smoothly and i'm very grateful for it so other than that it's uh it's kind of been a horse day a little bit <laughs> but overall it's been a great it's been a great week and thank you guys for your patience for the delay in this po- the episode as anyway. if anyone outside of the live stream is going to know that yeah exactly just so, saying meh. anyway <laughs> yeah how are you been Drew? i've been all right it's it's been busy these long days are starting to get to me, yes. but I think I'll be all right. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know how it is getting ready for, uh, for Easter. It's just busy. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. What have you been watching? Uh, what have I been watching? Uh, I watched a little more of Kim possible. Uh, the Disney channel, TV series came out in the early aughts of the 2000s and it's really good. It's really good. It's very dated for what it's for its time period, but it's still very good. Uh, overall, I still need to watch episodes two and three of Moon Knight. I still need to watch those. Yeah, you do. Uh huh. You, you think with someone being sick and having a few, a few more hours to go watch Moon Knight, you would do that, but it didn't. And, it happens. Sometimes you get distracted. Exactly. Like it's everyone like, oh, else. Wait, squirrel. 
so yeah, other than that, it's uh, I picked up uh, last night after the date with my girlfriend. I went and picked up uh, Spider-Man No Way Home on um, on Blu-ray. And I'm looking forward to watching that again. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's basically it, except for a lot of YouTube. What about you? You've been watching a lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube. Okay, then. If you take away some of that YouTube and put it towards Disney+, Plus, you would have had time. That is true. But I'm just giving you a hard time because it's normal. That is true. But anyway, um, what have I been watching? Yeah. Pretty well, tough. I have watched both episodes of Moon Knight. Yeah. How are they? They, they are good. I'm enjoying that show. Good. I've watched a little bit of Log Horizon at Chase's the other day. Oh, okay. And other than that, I have been watching a lot of season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm. That is interesting Classic. stuff to watch. It's not bad. It's it's cheesy. It's the Power oh. Rangers you, you remember it to be, but it's still it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, there was that. And other than that, I mean, okay. So I did stream uh, most of Patch Six Point One of Final Fantasy Fourteen Tuesday when we didn't record. Exactly. But none of y'all would know that because none of y'all came into the stream and watched. I know because I was the only one there. <laughs> it happens. At least that's what it looked like. I could right. be wrong. No one talked to me. That's all I really mm. know. Uh, but I that is that game is got is getting better the more I play it, that's which good. is amazing after five years of playing the game. Mm. But other than that, that's pretty much been it. Okay, very cool. What do we got in the news? All right, actually, bitter news. Uh, so we're going to start off on a more sad note, uh, more the, earlier this week. Uh, actually, we like we reviewed a movie more recently that this actor was in. Mm-hmm. And uh, sad to note that uh, one of the most recognized voices of animation and entertainment in general, uh, uh, comedian Gilbert Goffrey, has passed away at the age of 67. Uh, new share, the new share was by uh, Goffrey's family on his tw- on on uh, his official twitter on a uh, tuesday of last tuesday um it was written that he had been suffering from a long illness according to his publisher uh he suffered from type 2 melatonin melatonic muscle uh, muscle dystopia believe pronounced dystrophy dystrophy thank you thank you so yeah, we we lost the the voice of uh, Iago. Iago. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, like it's you know there again, we didn't know a whole lot of what he was going through beforehand because uh, a lot of people are private about what's going on. You take um, uh, what is it, the uh, actor who played T'Challa in uh, Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick Boseman, yeah, like we, I mean, like most people didn't know he had cancer. So yeah, it's just one of those things we keep things private, and you know they pass away, and it's like what what happened. So yeah, uh, definitely prayers for the uh, the Godfrey family for uh, the loss of a very classic comedian and voice actor. All right, so going into more better news, a more happier news. Disney and Pixar is turning red. Uh, uh, debuts on all major digital platforms on April twenty sixth. Uh, 
and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on May 3rd, just in time for Mother's Day. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Still so haven't watched that movie. No, I haven't. Yeah, we're going to review it at some point. Yeah, we, we, we decided to skip the reactions since we didn't hit it right off the bat. Exactly. So, yeah, that will be coming out uh, May 3rd. Uh, so if your mother is a huge Disney fan or Pixar fan, get the movie for her. Well, and, and my understanding is it is dealing with the relationship between a daughter and a mother. Exactly. So, so perfect timing. Yeah. Good point. Uh, we'll get around to reviewing that at some point. Unless you guys want us to review it quicker, then we can. Uh, I mean, we haven't posted what our next set of movies is. So, I mean, no. stuff can get moved around. Yeah, things can be shifted. All right. So, uh, a trailer I saw, saw a couple of days ago was, I was like, what in the world is this? And uh, apparently it's a movie. It's a new movie coming out. Um, Let me give you the synopsis. Uh, It's raining cats and dogs over all over feudal Japan in this brand new trailer. Pause Fury, the legend of Hank. Yes, I posted this. This is what we was being called blazing samurai for a long time. Yes, it was actually. Um, uh, Unleashed uh, a few days ago on on Paramount Pictures. The feature spot comes to get uh, comes complete with the voice of Samuel Jackson. The underdog tale uh, will arrive exclusively in theaters on July fifteenth. And to quote the to quote the marketing for the film: "When a town of cats is in danger, an unlikely hero arises. A dog named Hank." And uh, let me think. Okay, this is a movie that has been kind of in limbo. Uh, with the closure of Blue Sky Blue Sky Studios, uh, this was a project they were working on, and they I think it was like they got probably like sixty percent of it done mm-hmm. before before Disney closed them down. So, uh, based on a um, based on a a, uh, a comic book, uh, Netflix dropped the Gauntlet today, uh, deciding um, declaring that an animated feature adaptation of Nimor N I M O N A. Let me see it. Go for it. Nimona? Nimona. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, Nimona. I might be, we might be mispronouncing this, but either way. Good or. chance of it. Until you actually hear someone say the thing. Exactly. Uh, is going ahead. Um, uh, it's the film has been is being produced by a partnership with Annapurum Pictures. People who bought Annapurna. Annapurna. Thank you, Annapurna. I'm guessing. Yeah, Annapurna. You're correct. Uh, people have Sasha's party and missing link. Um, yeah, exactly. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, with animation by DNAG. Uh, this movie is uh, slated to be stream, uh, be in 2023, and production began early this year. So, yeah, looks like uh, something that the remnant of Blue Sky Studios is moving forward. That's good. Exactly. So that's all we have over in the news. You missed one thing. What did I miss? They announced Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course. Of course. That's not really animation news but no. it is 
something kind of a tradition on this channel on this on this podcast to mention yeah. oh yeah kingdom hearts stuff i ought to be playing more of that on stream but mm. we just haven't done it mm. it's hard to get things scheduled between both of us and i just hadn't gotten back to just playing it by myself that is so true but anywho at, at some point i may we may just have to i may play through it on stream but have you just let you watch the rest of the videos and just be done with it <laughs> So Agreed. you can get an idea of what's going on. Agreed. But we haven't made that full decision yet. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all. That, that being all the news, we need to jump into the spoiler-free section of our review of Ugly Dolls. Mm -hmm. This was my first viewing. Came out in 2019, I think. Yeah, 2019. And I can tell you what I remembered from my th thoughts at looking at the trailers back in the day that my fears were confirmed okay <laughs> and that this is a little bit of a by the numbers movie it is. in some ways it is very much uh, there's it's it's not it's not a bad movie i have some issues with some terminology but uh for the most part i think it's it's an all right movie yeah kind of middle of the road middle of, of the road and, of the and this road. is not going to rate high on my list of things i will say that there is some woke terminology in this used in this movie oh, i do not yeah. agree with yeah i agree with you kind of saying that for you know the stunning and brave group that might be listening mm -hmm. give y'all a warning <laughs> um yeah but uh, I'll get more into that when I get to, especially since there was no reason for them to use the woke terminology. But I'll get into that when we get into dislikes. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's an okay movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I'd, I'd seen the trailers before, uh, like Drew said, and this was 2019. I think just before we were reviewing podcasts at that point. That'd but, be a little hard since we started in in January. Yeah, we did start January that year. So so. We were reviewing, but we hadn't done started doing reactions. That is true. Because our first reaction was the live action uh, Lion King Lion movie. King. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. Uh, so uh, I was like, okay, this looks a little odd. There again, I agree with Drew. It's very much a paint by numbers kind of film. It's to get butts and seats and eating, you know, chomping down on popcorn to a very generic, generic story. Keep the five-year-olds entertained. Exactly generic and it's it does have some political undertones political undertones uh there's a lot to me there's a lot of laziness in this film and uh yeah we'll we'll get to that that stuff in our dislikes later on yeah uh but yeah it's kind of like a middle of the road movie uh it's worth a watch uh i've heard people say oh i really love the film and there's parts of the movie i i enjoy but yeah. at the same time it's more like and eh, this is very you know it's okay it's an okay of a film i agree it, but it's very like anyway i'll get into that in a minute exactly all right so yeah that is our spoiler free review yes. our section of and after the uh, bumpers here we will get into spoiling it all right go for it Don't forget that you can download. Download? Don't forget that you can't. Uh, don't forget that you can 
listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And in our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Each week on Stunning and Brave, hosts Chris Cowan of the Babylon Bee and Nate Henderson of Some Boring Budgeting Job confess their privilege spotlight stunning social media posts and fabricate outrage all while keeping you super woke and enlightened they will make you laugh that's right you have no choice check out stunning and brave at stunningandbrave.net do you like star wars i don't just mean the original trilogy along with that i mean the prequels the sequels the anthologies the animated shows and of course (laughs) who doesn't like baby yoda well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Ugly Dolls. Listener discretion is advised. Ugly Dolls was directed by Kelly Asbury, who also directed Shrek 2. Hmm. It was also written by Allison Peck, Larry Stuckey, Erica Rivenoja, and Blaze Herningway, with original story by Robert Rodriguez, of all people. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And it's based on the characters created by David Horvath and Soon Min Kim. Mm-hmm. Getting into the cast, Kelly Clarkson is the voice of Moxie, who yep. was the winner of the 2002 American Idol. Pitbull was the voice of Ugly Dog, and in the movie Epic, he played Bufo. I haven't seen the movie, so I have no idea who Bufo is. <laughs> Ice-T was the voice of Peggy the Unicorn, or Pegacorn. Pegacorn, you know the the rooster pe- Pegasus, yeah, with a with a unicorn horn. Really, yeah, Princess Ice Tea. Moving on, <laughs> he was Detective Odafin Tuduola mm-hmm. in Law and Order SVU, yes, Special Victims Unit. Blake Shelton was the voice of Ox, and he was uh, Earl Pig in the Angry Birds movie. And he was a very, he's a very big country music star, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Horn Wang was the voice of Lucky Bat. And uh, he was Shen, Shen Guanyo in something called Forever Young. This is one of his few American movies, by mm. the way. Ugly Dolls is. He does a lot of stuff over in Asia. Um, Wanda Sykes was the voice of Wage. And she is Sid's granny in the Ice Age movies. Okay. Gabriel Iglesias was the voice of Bobo, and he was Speedy Gonzalez in Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mm -hmm. Emma Roberts was the voice of Wedgehead. 
And she was Claire in the movie Aquamarine. It was one of those mermaid movies from like yeah. 2010-ish era. Yeah. I think. I remember seeing commercials for it. I never saw it. Uh, Jane Lynch was the voice of the scanner and the electronic female voice. And she's, of course, Calhoun in Wreck-It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Janelle Monet was the voice of Mandy. And she played Dr. Monet in Rio 2. B.B. Reha was the voice of Tuesday. Uh, and she was uh, in, she was on the soundtrack for Abominable. By the way, Baby Reha, Tuesday, Willow, and one other person in here, they were the three uh, Spy Girls. Okay. I think it was Kitty. Tuesday, uh, Mandy, Tuesday, and Kitty. That's who it was. Oh. Um, and then Charlie XCX was the voice of Kitty, and she was Willow in the Angry Birds movie. Sure. Lizzo was the voice of Lydia. And in something coming up called Yeti Yeti, she is the voice of Magic Mushroom. She, oh. Not much else to choose from on her. Okay. okay. And last but not least, Nick Jonas was the voice of Lou. And he was Alex in Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Not a bad movie. No. It was it was decent. It was pretty good. And I didn't look up Kingdom Hearts connections, so we're just going to move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Info and stuff. Yes, info and stuff. <laughs> Thought you would have caught it, but whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. We are out of it today, folks. Yes, I apologize. We're, we're, we're like sinuses and just it's a Saturday. It's recording. a weird day. It's a weird day. Let's say that. All right. So moving forward. <clears throat> All right. So info and stuff. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube for $2.99 or $3.99 or on most platform, most uh, streaming platforms. Not, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, IMDb has a five that it five out of a 10 uh production was stx family real fx uh animation studios albida um alibaba alibaba thank you i'm terrible pronouncing names alibaba pictures uh original force uh troublemaker studios it was distributed by stx entertainment uh release date for in the u.s was may 3rd 2019 uh it's estimated budget and this was boy prepare for this one uh had an estimated budget of 45 million dollars mm-hmm. it's opening week and boy that's just not good on may 5th was 8.6 million dollars Ooh, yeah so it's u.s and canada gross combined was 20.1 million and its war its worldwide gross was was a little better, was thirty two point four million dollars. Mm. That's not including promotional ads, and this was all over the map. So it yeah. failed miserably. All right, so home release, <clears throat> Ugly Dolls was released on HD digital on July sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, and on. Blu-ray and DVD on July 3rd, 30th, 2019. A sequel. There are rumors to be rumors. There is a third. There is a second movie coming out in this year. There is no confirmed. And why would they bother? This movie fail beyond belief. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense monetarily. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, It'd be one thing if it was just a so-so movie, but it made money like uh, some others that we've seen. Yeah. This doesn't seem like this lost money. Why would people be investing in another one? 
I, w- I would the the only the, the only, soon yeah the only logical way I can think them trying to profit from this friend from this movie in any fashion or form is maybe do an animated series on Netflix or something like that that I could see something yeah. that's got a lot less doesn't take as much money to pull off and you could get you could introduce these characters better i think yeah exactly so, you know stretch your story out a little bit more so yeah i think it would probably be the best way if they ever were to do something with this you know movie um because obviously if if they if they are doing a sequel okay you're setting yourself for failure because the first one failed beyond belief yeah so so we don't know if there's a sequel people speculate all the time and put up false news all over the place. So it's trying to find the source to all the rumor. Uh, as of right now, there is no sequel, but there is a ton of information out there saying there is. So that is all I have for any fun stuff. All right. Getting into the summary in a hidden universe within a toy factory, deformed dolls or uglies or ugly dolls are dropped into a tunnel leading to the secluded town of Uglyville. Among these dolls is Moxie, who dreams of the big world and being loved by a child, despite Uglyville's mayor, Ox, assuring her that this concept is a myth. One day, Moxie enters the tunnel to find her way to the big world, followed by the town's cynical chef, Wage, easygoing Ugly Dog, shy Wiseman, Lucky Bat, and soft-hearted giant Bobbo. The Ugly Dolls discover the Institute of Perfection, where perfect dolls, or pretties, are rigorously trained. The vain and superficial leader of the Institute, Lou, tells Moxie and her friends that they cannot hope to pass the training for the Gauntlet, an obstacle course based on a human house, who, which determines if a doll will be allowed to use the portal to the big world. Faced with Moxie's positivity, Lou relents and lets them train. However, he sends the three spy girls to find out where Moxie's group came from. The ugly doll's first days of training end in disaster. Mandy, one of the pretties, sympathizes with them as she has poor eyesight but can't wear glasses for fear of being labeled ugly and put in the dreaded recycling center. She gives them some pointers and helps them dress the part of a perfect doll. Spy girls return with a kidnapped ox and Lou makes him admit to Moxie he actually knew about the big world as he had once trained with Lou for the gauntlet and nearly passed. However, the pretties turned to Ox and Lou and sent him down the tunnel claiming he thought it led to safety. Ox found the recycling center there, and seeing other dolls like himself being shredded up, he rerouted the tunnel and found an Uglyville at the other end. Demoralized by the realization that they are a, they are factory rejects, the entire town of Uglyville falls into despair. Falls into despair, and Moxie resigns herself to her fate. Mandy visits and encourages Moxie to keep her faith, as it has given all the imperfect pretties hope that they might succeed. Moxie and Mandy try to return to the gauntlet, but are waylaid by Lou, who has unblocked the recycling center. He leaves Mandy and Moxie to be shredded, but Ox learns what has happened and rallies the Ugly Dolls to rescue the pair. The entire population of Uglyville arrives at the Institute on the day of the gauntlet. Moxie, Mandy, and several Uglies demand to be allowed to participate. Lou announces he and several others will run with them, secretly planning to sabotage the Uglies' chances. However, once in the gauntlet, Lou shows his true colors as a coward, abandoning his comrades and leaving them to be saved by the uglies. Lou loses everyone's respect completely when he kicks a robot baby, making it cry. Moxie comforts the baby instead by finishing the course, prompting all but Lou to do the same. Instead of finishing the course, sorry. The system automatically passes them since a doll's true purpose is to make a child happy. However, 
Lou, however, is failed despite finishing the course and is forced to admit he is only a prototype and forbidden to leave the factory. When he saw Ox nearly pass the training, he couldn't bear to see an ugly go to the human world where he, supposedly perfection itself, could not. He sabotaged Ox so he so he'd hopefully be killed in the recycling center. Seeing everyone is turned on him, Lou smashes the portal to the human world out of spite. The pretties capture and put Lou in a washing machine as punishment, but the portal is irrevocably, irrevocably destroyed. The uglies and pretties work together to build a new permanent open portal that does not require any training to pass back and forth through. They combine their towns into the city of imperfection, still led by Mayor Ox. Moxie finally passes through the portal and is placed in the arms of the, her perfect child, Maisie, who has the same missing tooth that Moxie does. During the credits, it is shown that several uglies and pretties have found their perfect human, while a bedraggled Lou has been demoted to janitorial duty. Jacob, what's your first like for this movie? My first like would actually be the... Uh... Oh, I didn't, I didn't go into the trivia. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So the trivia question I would have asked if yeah. I had thought to post this go for it. was that what movies did ugly dolls make cameos in before their own movie came out? Yeah, I heard about those. Yeah. One was uh, Zathura, a space adventure, which is kind of a knockoff of uh, Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, which was the last movie with Heath Ledger in it, I think. Yeah, I heard about that. And uh, Enchanted in 2007 had it, and the Smurfs in 2011 had them. Huh. Interestingly enough. Yes. Uh, SDX Entertainment's first film for their family and animation division, although it's the second uh, movie they released. This is the last movie to be directed by Kelly Ashbury before his death in Mm -hmm. June 2020. Yep. And uh, during the gauntlet, when you see dolls drive over the stairs in the bulldozer, you can see Ox and Moxie holding hands just like Thelma and Louise did when they drove off the cliff. Exactly. (laughs) Now, Jacob, what is your first like? My first like would be it's the when when it comes to the the characters, the the ugly dolls, the reject dolls, the imperfect dolls that the design they they go with. It's more just like like a. Just a simple shape. If it's round, it's rectangular, whatever. Be like the the designs of these characters are very well done. I I don't really see them as really ugly. They're not really ugly designed characters. More on that thought when we get to dislikes. Yeah, more, uh, but uh, along the lines, be like these are very well designed creatures. They're very well designed, and I, I a aesthetically appeasing, a pleasing uh, designs. So that's my first like. Uh, my first like is Gabriel Iglesias acting as Bobo because you can't really tell he's Gabriel Iglesias. No, you can't. I didn't know it until I was looking at the at the cast list and go, oh, that was him. He actually did a good job in this movie <laughs> for playing a character with no character, no characterization in the script, from what that, I can tell. That is true. But he did a good job with this, I thought. So yeah, that's my first like. Right. Uh, so my second like would be would definitely um the revelation that lou is a um the the main villain of our movie he like his 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 true backstory would be he's a he's a prototype and i thought that was a very interesting idea it's like oh okay like wow couldn't we you know let in with more of that but uh i no, thought he's was... the sample that all the others are supposed to be built towards yeah exactly so and quality control will know what which ones are good and which ones are bad exactly so the just in general in general be like his backstory was very interesting with the it's like oh my gosh he's a prototype 
he's a prototype. He can't leave. He can't leave this area because he's the like Drew said, like he's the model in which all the other dolls are designed after. And I thought it was a very interesting idea that but it's like, oh, he's the prototype. That's why he can't leave. That's why he tried to sabotage yeah. the other dolls. And, and that's why he does all these things. So it's it makes his backstory a little more filled out a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. All right. So what's your second? Uh, I thought the fabric simulation in this movie was oh, done yeah. very well. It was nearly wonderful. all the characters are made out of uh, <clears throat> a fabric. And the pretties bodies are obviously supposed to be vinyl right. type figure. Right. But even the fabric that's used on their clothes is animated. I thought very well. Uh-huh. So, and, it, and you could actually see like the seams and oh, yeah. the little bits of uh, fuzz, each of the way the threads moved around each other. I thought that did a very good job of doing that. Right. I agree. So, yeah, that's my second like. What's your third? Third. We're going through this very fast. We are burning through this fast. Uh, my third like would be the the intro to this film. Be like the intro I thought was very well done uh, because it gives you more of this dark, gritty, like uh, introduction to our characters and like what's going on in the factory. It's like all the the, the figures that are misshapen or something like that are rejected and they get them thrown into a uh, uglyville mm-hmm. and i thought it was a very interesting because the way it's lit the way it's set up and i was like man this is gonna be a really interesting film boy was i wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh you know just go you know like that that first few minutes in the factory it's like oh, okay this is interesting how you're setting up with the credits and the whole bit i was like man this is gonna be a really good film and uh yeah, we'll get into that or dislikes later on in a few minutes. Yeah. But just the the intro to Uglyville, to the plant, to a lot of the setup was pretty good. I thought that was the setup was pretty good. So yeah, it was more the the intro and the setup of where things are dynamically uh juxtaposition mm-hmm. between Uglyville and perfection. That, that was interesting. So that's my third like. My third like is the animation and lighting in this movie. It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. It is, this is not an area where they skimped on. Uh, the, everything actually does look and feel like it's toys moving around. Almost in a way more than even Toy Story was able to pull off. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just because we're dealing with different types of toys than what Toy Story primarily right. was using. But um, even, even though these are supposed to be quote unquote alive beings they do still feel like toys the lighting throughout most of the thing especially on the scene where they go to the shredder mm-hmm. i thought was done very well um it, it's animated good the animation is not the problem with this movie yeah agreed uh except for maybe some of what they what the story required them to make i have some issues there when we get there so uh yeah that's my third like all right good deal you mind if i just jump into yeah. my first well, like or do I, you want to hit yours first no no no. be like i, I love the idea that we we just burn through our likes with this movie it was, well, it's 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 very smooth at this point i'll put it to you this way yeah. i'm looking at the stream recording yeah counting pre-show yeah we're, we're 44 minutes into this wow we, we are we really are burning through this yeah all right so go into your dislike Granted, I know that this is based on a licensed toy. Yes. 
that is got all of its uh, terminology baked into how it was created and everything. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that you can't really get away from calling using the word ugly the way they do here. Right. For those who don't know, they use ugly here as a synonym for unique. Now, granted, unique dolls does not roll off the tongue and it's no. probably not sellable, to be honest. Yeah, that is true. But the thing is, I hate the use of the word ugly in this film really? because it's meaning unique. Yeah. Because the problem is words have meaning. meaning. That is so and true. Ugly is a very derogative term in mm-hmm. general to it call is. anybody. Exactly. And the other problem I have with it, and the thing is, they're not, quote unquote, hey, that would have problems with your mental outlook if you think, oh, you're ugly. Yeah, exactly. The problem is because they're using ugly for unique, that makes anyone else think that if they're unique, they are ugly. Yeah. But they're not. In fact, if you look at the logic of the way this is set up, all of the pretty dolls are more ugly than the actual ugly dolls, if you think about it. That is because none of them, except for Lou, look mm-hmm. like Lou. They're all different. Yeah. All they, they, they're more off model than the actual quote unquote ugly dolls, mm-hmm. which I have a problem with calling them ugly because they look to be very much based on how they were. They're, of course they're based off the characters for the to- actual toy line. Yeah. I get that, mm-hmm. but it's, these don't really look like factory rejects because I'm not seeing any missing threads. I'm not seeing stuffing coming out of weird points. Yeah. They, they're being called factory rejects because I don't, you don't even see the arms or the legs being too far up no. or down on. I can understand not, maybe not showing that for your main cast that are based on actual dolls. Yeah. But all your background characters, you should be having a lot more crazy, weird stuff going on that would give you better ideas to why this, these are rejects. Yeah. But instead they're just going, Oh, you're all different. You're all unique. We're going to call that ugly. Mm. Yeah. Because we're using ugly as a synonym for unique. Yeah. It doesn't work. And I just can't get behind this because I have, I fear using the word that way, you're going to cause more trouble than if you would have just come up with a better word for it. If they'd have made up a word that they had to explain, it would have been better overall than using the word ugly. Yeah. Because honestly, by definition of the word ugly, these doll none of these dolls are ugly. No, it's not. None of them. They're all very adorable and cutely designed, which is the exact opposite of ugly. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I, I know part of that is built from the fact that that's the name in the to- from the toy line. Yeah. Someone jokes and says, oh, these are ugly. And bear in mind, I'm also thinking back to like Ant-Man where mm-hmm. uh, his, uh, his uh, Paul Rudd's daughter, I can't think of her name, Cassie. Mm. She gets that doll. She says, oh, it's so ugly. I love it. I actually went back and looked to see if it, they happened to be an ugly doll. Uh-huh. It's not. Okay. I would have liked it if it was, <laughs> but because that would have been funny to yeah. me. But it's like, even that looks like it was well designed. So it's like, it's not, they're not ugly. There's no. not a character in this movie no, that is ugly, not. which means the title is a lie, which means the toy line is law, which is false advertising. Agreed. That is my opinion. I do not like the name of this toy line. Yeah, I, I agree with you. My, my first and it causes dislike, more trouble than it's worth. Agreed. And my first dislike goes directly into yours with the, the, the title of the movie being Ugly Dolls. And your main characters are rejects and you're calling them ugly. Yeah. Your town is called Uglyville. And yet be like. And yet there's not an ugly doll in the ugly entire doll film. There's not an ugly doll in sight. 
Like, heck, if as, it, as an adjective and noun, there's not one. Now, they're all technically ugly dolls, but that's just because that's what that brand is called. Yeah, exactly. And it's more be like if 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 I if I had a child, if I had a child and I saw these on shelves and be like, oh, heck, yeah, these look great. They're great designs and be like all these amazing different shaped characters. Oh, yeah. But it's just the the general idea of calling these characters ugly. Yeah. And implying that if you're not perfect. If you're not perfect, you're ugly. And it's just be like that. There again, that kind of. uh, It drives a wedge in me when when because you have uh, those people that are considered perfect. Like, oh, they're models. Yeah. Oh, they're, you know, they're so and so whatever. And so the rest of us muggles are not that. So we're considered ugly. I I know that's kind of a stretch. It's kind of a stretch by, you know, our, our modern world. Be like if if you're not you know this you're not you're you know you're ugly because society definitely you're dealing with teenagers definitely you're dealing with yeah. kids that the idea that like oh because you have a zit oh you're 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 a larger frame person or something like that oh you're just considered ugly be like no one likes you and you base your movie you your title of your movie is ugly dolls and all your characters are dolls that kids are going to want to buy yeah and you're, you're almost gaslighting kids in mass by saying that these ugly things are are this is what word ugly means cute and adorable yeah cute and adorable you're gaslighting an entire generation of people thank you thank you it's just the the like it's false it's false advertising and it's just terrible it's it, the title the, there again like drew said they could have came up with like a completely different name for this and like yeah you could have an uglyville and the idea, but like, no, we're not ugly. We're just new characters and heck, not trying u- to imply that. Heck, Uglyville is not, he doesn't even clash with anything. In no, itself. it doesn't. It's, it goes against the entire definition of the word ugly. That is true. It's ugly just, is the opposite of pretty. Yeah. Cute is considered a part of pretty in general. Mm-hmm. And these, all these dolls, even the, even the human dolls are cute. Yeah. By definition, they are not ugly yeah i'm exactly. sorry they are not exactly exactly and the fact to be like our one doll character that has sympathy for our ugly dolls be like she's she's not perfect because she wears glasses hello yeah. like i wear glasses most of my friends wear glasses most i wear contacts I, yeah not because i don't like glasses but because for the convenience of you know being not having to wear glasses exactly exactly and so that brings up, that brings up more uh, more problems with saying that oh because you wear glasses or your 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 eyesight's different heck i bark like a dog i have Tourette's or i bark yeah. like a dog does that make me ugly no because god created me this way so also an interesting note most of the quote-unquote pretties yeah with the exception of our main character yeah do you notice they're all white there might have been one or two other minor differences but the only one that looked like it was seriously a different color was the one that was sided with our heroes most of the time and she was more of a mulatto african yeah scent exactly. so i don't know what they're trying to say with that either this it's like they're they're cutting themselves off by going to all this trouble i don't know i don't know but it's yeah it's weird the, the the simple fact that like you have characters who are generally cute and adorable you want your kids to have this character because it's cool and interesting and you're calling them ugly dolls be like i understand it make, from a, it a makes brand, no sense it makes no sense it literally even makes from no a sense. branding this makes no sense unless you, 
it's weird. I, mean, like, I can understand, but like if Todd, if Todd McFarlane created an Ugly Dolls line, oh yeah, that'd be ugly oh, yeah. and grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> like Tom that's McF- Ugly Dolls. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't. You've heard heard it officially here from us, folks. Spawn is ugly. <laughs> like no, if we didn't know. <laughs> It's like no, be like if you've ever looked at anything like the the weird bizarre things Tom McFarlane has ever created. Oh man, that'd be a ugly doll, <laughs> and it probably sell like hotcakes. Yeah, but still, this is this is as close to bubblegum pop cute on all oh, the characters. Yeah, exactly, as humanly possible without and and yet they're calling them ugly dolls. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, you exactly. want you want to go. Yeah, I mean, I mean the those Lala Loopsy dolls are uglier than this, and that's mostly because they scare me out of my ever living mind. Because I watched Coraline, <laughs> so true. But anyway, <laughs> so true. All right, so what is your second dislike? My second dislike, just rip into it, rip this doll in half. <laughs> the toy secretly being alive when no one is looking at it trope. Oh yeah, a. When Toy Story 1 did it, and Toy Story as a franchise gets a pass yeah. on this because they did it first. Yeah. Maybe not first. There might have been a couple others, but they are the ones who and, and, that uh, really popularized mm-hmm. the trope. So they get a pass on all for all their movies. Oh, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph gets a pass because it's actually an interesting thing. This is like the scary thing about this. Mm. I have threatened you with a movie. Yes. <laughs> That I had described as Toy Story for food brands. Yeah. This reminded me of that movie. Oh. Now, Lord it's better than that movie because that movie was not finished. That's what I keep hearing. But this one is like you look at it and you go, there's a lot of logic here that doesn't make sense because they're both in the factory, but they're in this world. Yeah. Transported to a different world or something like that. It's like they're existing in like two worlds at once, but yet nobody in this entire factory has found Uglyville wherever yeah. it's sitting. Where where is it at the uh, behind the dumpster where no one can see it? Yeah, because the dumpster's not there's a gap between the dumpster and the in sh- the shipping bay or something. Maybe, uh, especially when you got that whale doll out there in the middle of everything. That thing was huge. Yeah. Or as an octopus, not a whale. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So how be like everything came through that pipe, right? Yeah. How, how did that thing get through? Exactly. <laughs> did did uh, Lou just start taking just, just poking it through and it finally so came through? There's so many logistical issues tied with the fact that they are actually still dolls, but they live in their own world. Yeah. But yet their goal is to make it to the human world, but then technically. We saw them in the human world while they were in the factory. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And where is this institute? What is the Institute of Perfection supposed to be? The programming of the computer chips in the in the pretty dolls? Not that we know that they have any sort of talking thing in there whatsoever. Yeah, it's more it's more to train like train dolls how to be a doll. Which which wouldn't that be more instinctual? Be a doll? uh, Was did Woody have to go go through this? I was about to say that is so natural for toy story that buzz lightyear does it despite the fact he thinks he's a space ranger you are Are a a toy (laughs) you are a doll (laughs) Uh, and also how does what is the gauntlet supposed to be 
Yeah. Is it the testing to make sure? Is it the is it the quality control thing, which is the thing that makes the most sense to me? Yeah. But then where are all these robots and electronic baby thing? Especially since I'm almost every. I work in a factory. Yeah. Not for toys, granted, right. but I do work in a factory. There is nothing in my mind that that fits in. Mm. It would make more sense for that for. I, I, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that their housing is the boxes they're going to be shipped out in. Yeah, that was sense. that was well thought it's, out. It's a good design. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like there is a lot of imagination put in this that doesn't follow logic of how this because this does not feel like it's in the factory or the factory is just a mystical place that no humans work in. Yeah, which I guess is what China wants. But anyway. uh Maybe not China specifically. It's what we as a marketing people want because it's cheaper right. to have completely automated right. factory lines. Right. Not trying to get into politics with that. But <laughs> is a lot of that doesn't make sense. Plus, here's the other problem. The pretties are doll number 12, mm. which makes sense. So they're the 12th type of doll being made at this factory. Right. Which makes all the other dolls that we see here have to have at least at some point been a part of lines one through 11. Right. 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 Possibly there's even more of a 13 through I don't, who knows how many. Right. If the ugly dolls are being rejected for slight deformities that don't even look like deformities to us. Yeah. And the pretty dolls are able just to have whatever hair color and and uh exactly thing. That's, that's like that's not how these toys are made because you've got like you you've got dolls if you got a, a line made of one type of doll like say the Lou model yeah you would have Lou after Lou after Lou after Lou after Lou unless there's a mistake and then that one would get rejected but it would still look like it was supposed to be Lou yeah because you would have different Lou would not dolls. turn into Monica would not turn into Charlie would not turn into Saturday or Mandy or mm -hmm. anything else just because they went through a customizing machine. Yeah. That is weird. Cause like the, the first time we meet, actually meet the dolls is they, when they the look like dolls, how you expect it. They, they all look the same. They look like mannequins. Yeah. It's like, okay, that part made sense, but then it went through this magic customization machine. Yeah. It's like, good night. That's like every factor. That's like every engineer's, best night best dream because then it's like oh you can have hundreds of different varieties and uh and i just got to go with this magic machine that automatically poof this one's this thing and this uh -huh. one's a girl this one's got glasses this one doesn't actually yeah. no, they wouldn't have glasses because that's not pretty yeah it's not pretty and here's the other thing they're making all these decisions at the very end how they're merging the stuff and it's all and having this portal that will go to the big world where you, you, everyone can be imperfect what does this look like to the factory workers in the real world? I have no idea. <laughs> it's like, and they come back. That's the thing. They yeah. come back to it. They come back to the factory. Cause that's where imperfect city or whatever it was called. Is. Yeah. It's like, somebody has got to be confused. Yeah. In the productions. There's a lot of shipping going on. That's causing a lot of work, especially I'm assuming said factory is in China just because a lot of stuff is made in China. Right. And I'm assuming that Moxie's girl is in America because it's, frankly, because it's on the other side of the world for this example. How far does Moxie have to commute? Yeah. To get back and forth between Uglyville and her kid. 
And also the fact that they're worried she's not going to come back. Yes. But she comes back like, reg- made it sound like it was regularly. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. Uh, it's okay. You like, you, you have this, you like, you have best of both worlds. We like you to hang out with and, your friends. And the thing but is, you get your dream of getting to do what you want, but you have to come back at night. What if your kid wakes up in the middle of the night? Their doll's well, gone. Well, they didn't say it had to come back at night. Yeah. They could come back if they wanted to. Yeah. But still, it was like, but it's a lot that of they come back. This is a lot of logic here that does not yeah. follow. No, it doesn't. Because you're. This is all supposed to be taking place in a factory. I assume in our world. Yeah. There's nothing that says this exists in an imaginary world, even though it looks like it does. Yeah. But it is. There's cartoon. a lot of stuff here that's like, just you're just supposed to accept and move on. And normally, I would say this is a nitpick, but I think it's actually more an example of poor world building. Yeah. Agreed. To be honest. So yeah, that's that's my second uh, dislike. I kind of ranted on that for a little long. Oh, uh, it's all good. So my second dislike would definitely the there's so much plot convenience in this movie. It's not even <laughs> funny. Yeah, but it's like okay, where you have our main character is literally just like it's like oh, I'm gonna go to the real world. I'm gonna go here because we're we're promoting you know that be like oh you can be the doll of your 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 child's dream or whatever one of those i said it wrong but you know what i mean yeah um but there's there's so much to the point where it's just like they just conveniently find this they they know where the pipe is be like logically there's no earth you can get up there no earth but just happen circumstance they can get up there even though no one else has ever thought of the idea of going up that pipe true and uh there's the the one scene that just makes no sense to me whatsoever there's a lot of scenes moving no no sense the scene in which uh our main character not moxie but uh what's the main character's name moxie moxie thank you moxie is the pink one yeah moxie mandy was her pretty friend yeah moxie and mandy are thrown into the shredder or thrown into the incinerator whatever that thing is (laughs) And the rip uh, off of the incinerator from Toy Story, Story 3. 3. That's what exactly, it is. Exactly what it is. Like, that's a. I finally watched the movie a couple of years ago. But like, that's a good movie. Yeah. The 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 fourth one, eh, not so much. It's okay. I have issues. We'll, yeah, we have, we'll get there, there when, when we, we get, get there. there. So, um, so Moxie and Mandy are in the incinerator, shredder, whatever it is. And just conveniently, conveniently, like, all the other ugly dolls rally together to somehow get themselves through the hoop, know where they are, except for like the the Blake, and Sh- Blake Shelton's character. Yes. Um, the only one that actually does look like it's actually a factory defect, I might add. Yeah. He's, he's got a little he's got a missing eye. Yeah. He's got a missing eye, which is a good design. Yeah. Um, so it's just more conveniently be like they show up. But like, well, in Toy Story 3, they played it very well. It was more like, oh, okay, so this is when this comes in, this one comes in. It was just more like they just pop out of nowhere. It's like, it's not be like we we get an inkling they're coming or not, but it's just so it's so convenient. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that uh, another convenience and the like just when Moxie and Mandy are pulled out of the pipe, it shuts down. Why would it shut down? That makes no sense. <laughs> And just like throughout the entire film, there's so much convenience going on of like, um, it's like, oh, they're able to get into because Lou knows where everything is. And obviously he would know where things are. It's just like so much can uh, just convenience. Yeah. Just like almost lazy 
writing in a way. <laughs> like, my, no, I mean, lazy writing would not surprise me on this movie. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just like just plot convenience. There's so much plot convenience. Well, yeah, most movies be like you're going to have some plot convenience somewhere at some point in a movie. But this movie, oh my gosh, all over the place, just plot convenience. Oh, the character is able to do this. Oh, here's a I'll be like, I'll get to my third in a few minutes when you're done with yours. So what's yeah. your second? This movie feels like it could have been a straight to DVD Barbie slash Bratz movie. Oh, yeah, very easy. Because I mean, this is such a thin pencil. This is a pencil thin plot. It is. I, I could have sworn I've seen some of the animation tricks they do in this on like commercials for these move for those kind yeah. of movies. Except this has a lot more money put into it so that because it was going to be on the big screen. Yeah. This. There's just not a lot of thought, I think, put into the movie. It looks like it was designed to be made for a quick buck and then move on. Yeah. And that annoys me to an nth degree. I, I, I understand that sometimes that's all a movie is going to be is just a quick money, money grab and move on. Yeah. And sometimes that will still work. But this, it just feels like uh, we put, we made it, we put it out. There's nothing technically wrong with the film. It's done. Yeah. And we've made our money. That's really what it feels like. Yeah. Or in this case, you lost a ton of money. Well, somebody made money somewhere. Somewhere. Someone made a ton of money making this movie. Probably the people who own the Ugly Dolls brand. Probably. But say la vie. Exactly. It's, ugh, it's a cheap, 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 cheap movie. Mm, it is cheap. It is very in true. terms of writing and story. Mm -hmm. Not not much thought was put into that. Agreed. You spent more money, I'm convinced, on the actors than oh. you did on the writing. Oh, yeah. Easy. Proportionally. Easy. I mean, Easy. technically, I think most of the time your actors do cost more than your writing staff. But uh, it feels like more imp more thought was put into who can we get? Wh who, what stunt casting can we do for to get to get people's butts and seats? Instead of, hmm, why don't we make a good, a well-written movie? Yeah. And then hire, you know, good, you know, not saying these voice actors are bad. I'm not saying that. No, I thought all the voice actors did a fairly decent job with the material they were given. Yeah. But you can just tell a lot of them were hired, not because of a tryout, but because it's like some producer in a board meeting said, hey, who would be good to play Moxie? Oh, how about? I think they said Carrie Underwood. That is not who played her. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. She's popular. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who do we get to play Bobbo? Oh, we'll get, well, he seems like a fun loving, uh, puffy kind of guy. Oh, puffy. We'll get Gabriel Iglesias. He sounds good. <laughs> who do we get to play the angry, uh, uh, cook? Oh, we'll get the, the actress. We always hire for to play angry characters. Wanda Sykes. It's really how it felt. Yeah, I agree. Feels like it doesn't feel like much. It's like they didn't. I, I admit, not everything has to be auditioned for. Yeah. If you know this person is good for this role. Yeah. But it's like almost all these people are playing the same characters they always play. Yeah, agreed. So it's like, yeah, they're not playing. And Kelly Clarkson is not playing Moxie. She's playing Kelly Clarkson, who happens to be voicing a character named Moxie. Mm -hmm. That's how it really feels like. But yeah. anyway. So. My third, my third dislike is this movie is betraying so much of be yourself, 
don't care what the world thinks. Make your own truth. Make your own truth. They literally crap. say that sentence in this movie. They do, which is stupid. <laughs> like one, be like, you'd be like, your your truth. Be like, yeah, there's there's a famous phrase by Adam Savage. Be like, what was it? Again? I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yeah. Problem is, we live in reality. Okay. Exactly. So this this gets a little more spicy when it comes to this idea that. Be like, oh, you can live your own truth. Well, the only problem is you live in reality. Yeah. Be like, truth is grounded in truth. If that's a biblical truth or reality. Well, see, see here the, here's the problem with this, not to jump on top of you. No, go ahead. If they would have, if, they, if it had been not, not find your own truth, but yeah. find out who you are. Yeah. I would be much more fine with this. Yeah. Because like I said, words have meaning. Yeah. There is only one truth. By definition. Yeah. You should find out what that truth is. That is true. And I know what I know the truth to be. I know some people would disagree, but, you know, delusional people are delusional. And plus people have their right to their own opinion. Exactly. But you should not. It's not about finding your truth. It's finding out who you really are and not the lies you tell yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because the lies they told them, the, the pretties told themselves was that we're perfect and those other dolls are not. Yeah, exactly. And it's, that was wrong. And plus, be like, you can you can apply that to racism and the whole bit. Yeah. Be like, it's, oh, because they're not good enough. It's like, well, yeah, have you tried to talk about, to those people? Yeah, because that's the, that's the thing about this movie. The entire movie is about uh, accepting people for who they are, not yeah. even no matter what their differences are. That's yeah. why it's there. All these characters show uniqueness to them. Yeah. Even exactly. the race of dolls that all look relatively the same, have different uniquenesses to them. Exactly. Uniqueness isn't bad. Yeah, exactly. Hatred of uniqueness is bad. Exactly. So, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're ugly. <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, so, with all that find out who you are and live who you are yeah don't, don't and i don't and i don't mean what everyone says you are deep down you know the truth about yourself even if you don't even if you don't know know the truth about yourself if you know what i mean yeah don't don't believe the lies in your own head don't believe the lies figure out who you really are yeah and go with that yeah that's really what this movie should have been about not find your own truth you know, what if your truth, what if the truth you find is actually a lie and you don't know it? Yeah, exactly. And so you've been living a lie. Yeah. And d don't go by like your. So many people in this world do. Yeah. Don't go by your emotions. Your emotions will betray you. They, your emotions. Guard change. your heart. Do not let go. Do not follow your heart because it will mislead you. you. Exactly. But anyway, we're getting off topic and to some degree. Plus the heart is fickle. Let's yes. And they, and it loves idols. It does love idols. And the world and, just and loves that, when we screw, and, screw up. And by idols, I do not mean the people who are jumping up and down the stage unless you are literally worshiping them. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the one of the mind-blowing contrasts of this film. So this idea of find your own truth, be like you're you'll be like, you're unique, you're different, blah, 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 blah. So when um Mandy, when Mandy comes to the the ugly dolls. Be like, oh, we can do this. We can, we can make you look pretty. I'm like, what the heck? Because the, the it's after when the first couple lyrics of that song is like, I think you're good just the way you are, are but if you still want to change, I'll make we'll doll you up. We yeah, all we'll dolled doll, up. Yeah, we like, all dolled up. It's like, what the frack are you doing? <laughs> it's like you are 
you are enabling. That's what you're doing. You're enabling. Yeah, because it's literally the entire movie. Some be like, oh, be yourself. You live your truth, whatever. But no, be like, oh, you got to conform to everything that's going on in the world, which the world does all the time. Mm. And so we have this entire montage of very poorly, no backgrounds whatsoever, which all the musical in this movie, except for a few of them, have no backgrounds whatsoever. The characters are literally floating in middle air because they were lazy and didn't want to do anything with this. It's just more the entire time. Be like, oh, be like, we're going to doll you up. We're going to make you look beautiful with the entire time. The movie's saying, be yourself kind of movie. Yeah. And it's because just like here's the stupid thing. contrast. And here's the thing. When are our characters the le- the most like the title ugly? Yeah. When are they the most not the way they're supposed to be? When they're dolled up. Exactly. Trying to be like everybody else. That's not the point of the movie. The movie is even knows that's not the point. The point is be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. And they even show you why when you're trying to be like everybody else, why that doesn't work. Because, I mean... The, the other dolls in the pretties uniforms just don't look good at all. Exactly. But then they go and ruin it at the end saying, oh, find your own truth. No! <laughs> There's only one truth! There's not multiple truths! You don't get multiple choices in this. Yes! Like, the the, the world is simply going to say, you know, tell, be your, be yourself, find your own truth, it's and logic. be like, it, there's no, there's hey. the, the logic disconnect with that makes no sense yeah so yeah yeah anyway so, yeah either way getting off our soapbox with that we have reached the end of this movie yeah you don't get your third yet yeah i did yeah I did. okay yeah because remember i was going first that's right on the dislikes that's right i All changed right. it up that's right we reached the end of the movie we yes. need to rate the thing yeah. what are you rating it jacob i don't know you go first oh you would do that <laughs> yes me. i would i'm giving it a five okay <laughs> the only reason this is getting any points from me is how good the animation is i would agree with you which it is actually very good animation for what it is where it's losing points is the utter (laughs) stupidity of the story (laughs) yeah i agree with you Uh, i agree with you oh my god even the actors for what they get do a good job it's just this story is nonsensical yeah for what it is it doesn't even uh, we're not going to get into that it's just it's a five yeah okay so yeah i'll definitely i'm uh i'll give it a five i'll get a five it's it's one of those run-of-the-mill movies it's a popcorn muncher that i don't even know if it's a popcorn muncher this is, is a spend a week in theaters and then disappear that is true but be like yeah let's like if, if you were to watch the movie if you were to watch the movie be like it's more for the the animation style of the movie and enjoying the the uh the 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 context of what's going on in the movie when it comes to animation because there is a lot of really good animation in this film there really is uh just the story itself is just like what in the world and then it contrasts its ability it goes against the grain of what it's trying to tell you and it's just it's a mess yeah it's it's a heaping pile of mess that instead of going to you know uglyville or going to perfection it should have went in the dumpster (laughs) and they could have done a whole lot better with the storytelling but they didn't because they're again they're just trying to get that money and they failed miserably 
they couldn't even make the movie funny. No, they couldn't. There's a couple funny moments, but I this is nothing to write home about. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Our next episode is going to be a whole lot better. Is Onward. <laughs> yes. You know what's interesting about Onward? What's that? It was our last reaction before COVID. That is true. In fact, literally, we were ho- we, we didn't know if we were even going to get to see the movie in the theater because like literally the week after. Yeah. They like just- the Saturday after is like, yep, the theater's closed. Everything's down. Yeah. It's like, well, that's a shame. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, we are going to be reviewing Onward next. Our trivia question for that, and I will actually post this today. Good deal. If not in the next couple of minutes. What monsters from Dungeons and Dragons appear in this movie? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Going from ugly dolls, which we just To ugly monsters. To ugly monsters. (laughs) To, To fantasy monsters. Exactly. Real monsters. Real monsters. Ah, real monsters. Wait, that's a different show. Yes, it's a real. Definitely different. Anyway. Yeah. That brings us to the end. Uh, anything else to add before we cut this thing loose? Uh, it's an imperfect lie. Most lies are imperfect, but moving on. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, then, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, did he do it again? Yes. I know how to fix it. Oh, okay. Come on. Go live. Go live. There we go. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. No, we're all cute. I'm confused about this film. Okay, now hush. <laughs>